You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. This is a solo cast. I I have this community Facebook group. Uh, it's called Fitness, Nutrition, and Mindset in Moncton. You don't have to be from Moncton to be in the group. Um, it's been in the show notes pretty much since I've started this podcast. And I asked the question recently, drop your biggest struggle when it comes to nutrition. And if you had a magic wand, what would you change? And I'd like to go over some of the, the responses here and give you what my response to each would be. Um, very interesting. There are, there are some patterns uh, with some of the answers that are in there. So some of the, some of them may overlap here uh, as well as my answers. So the first one, I'll keep the, the names anonymous, but um, if you're in the group, you'll be able to see. Um, this one says not linking emotions with food. And what, what she's referring to is emotional eating. And when we talk about emotional eating, we need to consider that most eating is emotional and that's okay. We get in trouble though, when we start to mask our emotions with food, that's when things can kind of go off the rails a little bit. So times when I would say it's expected, appropriate, suitable, encouraged is times where you're celebrating something and it has to be that something that's important to you. So if it's your birthday, should you deprive yourself of having cake or wine or whatever it is, whatever you want to celebrate with? I don't think so. My opinion is that if it's important to you, you should celebrate. Food has been around celebrations since the dawn of time for, for any occasion. I think that's important. I think food should be used as a tool for celebration. When you have people over to your house, generally there's food involved and it's okay to have that. It's okay to use that. If it's a Thursday and you had a rough day at work, that's not a celebration. <laughs> that's not a time where we're pulling out birthday cakes and drinking everything. It's not, it's not it. Anytime where you say, ah, I only drink on days that end in Y. Um, nope. Also not a great option. So it, this boils down to, uh, mindfulness and selectively choosing when you're going to use food with an accompaniment with, with an emotional state. So it could be your birthday, your anniversary. So, and I did a video years ago, I put out pennies, um, one penny, three pennies per day, you know, so there's almost a a thousand pennies there. And I said, pick out the, the meals that, you know, 
you're going to use to celebrate. So let's take out Christmas, birthday, uh, anniversary, and Easter, Halloween, whatever. Knock all those over. In the grand scheme of things, of all of the meals that you have over the course of a year, if you take out those selective holidays or anniversaries or special occasions where you get to use food to celebrate, it's really not that many. But if you treat every weekend, so Friday supper, Saturday's off, Sunday's a little off in the mornings, maybe the lunch is a little weird, you go out for Sunday supper, now we're getting into a bigger chunk of your your pennies, your meals per year. And it's really going to be hard to combat that. So my advice, not linking emotions with food, I think it's appropriate to do it in certain circumstances. I think when you just treat every bad day as a, an opportunity to go off the rails, that's where you need to have a little bit of a, a mindfulness talk with yourself. Why are you doing it? Are there certain patterns that come up? Hmm, it seems like every day at three o'clock I have this craving or this urge. What can you do or can you be somewhere else or you can, can you choose to be around different people at that time or have something planned out ahead of time so that you have a fallback plan. Oh man, I seem to, every time I drive home from, from a rough day at work, I always stop at McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever. Have a backup plan. Can you have a healthy snack preloaded in your bag or in your car so that it's like, oh, well, I have something here. There's no, there's no real excuse to stop anymore. It's not about hunger. It's about satisfying a craving. So you, you could actually have something as a backup. That was a long one for the first one. <laughs> I assure you they won't all be this long. Uh, one of them was time for creativity. I have lots of food and I get frustrated with not knowing how to make different things and not a lot of extra time to learn and experiment. And my wife had already chimed in and because we, we had the same problem. Co- coaches all had the same problems too. Um, and says, have you tried HelloFresh? And as a, an advocate of it, I'm not, I don't get any sponsorships or anything from these guys, but um, huge advocate of HelloFresh because we get sent so many good things that we would have never tried before and super easy to make. Like I am not a whiz in the kitchen, but I can put these things together and they also taste amazing. They, it's almost like foodology. They just know what flavors and, and things go together Man, I've eaten more vegetables in the last six months than I have in my entire life combined. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And I am not a veggie guy. I would, I would avoid most of them at all costs, but man, we had one with green beans. I ate a full plate. If my mom's listening to this, she's going to, she's going to have a heart attack when she hears it. Um, I had a full plate of beans and man, they were delicious. I if we had seconds, I would have went back for more, but we ate them all. So, um, man, use these services. Do you pay a premium for them? Yes. Do you throw it, throw out any extra food after? No, because you're, you're eating all of it. And if you have leftovers, you're looking forward to them because they taste so good. So you're paying extra because you're getting creativity out of there. They're being creative for you. You're taking the prep and the process out of it, because all the instructions are there for you. Most of them take somewhere between 20 to 30 minutes to, to prepare. So it's super quick. A lot of them have leftovers at the end because there's a, a, they're huge servings. And 
the whole decision process is gone. You don't have to decide what to eat. How many people hate the question, what's for supper? My wife hated it, and that's why we signed up for it. Now we don't ask. It's the, what's getting sent to us this week. And I don't even tell her. That's the cool part. I do not tell her what we're getting. I go in on the back end and I pick what the meals are ahead of time. And then on Tuesday when they arrive, I'm like, or she opens the box. She's like, oh, cool. Do, do, do. And then you get to save the recipe cards at the end. Um, if, if you want to make them on your own at any time. And, and, and we've done that a few times and man, it's so good. All right. Next one. Uh, I tracked my, oh, one, one other option. I heard this one from Jen Brockshman about creativity, get a group of like two or three other people and do a meal swap. If you want to listen to the last Jennifer Brockshman episode that we did here, um, man, that was good. That's a great idea. Have like two, three, four, up to five people make five containers of the same thing. And then you just give one to each person in your group and that you get one of each from them. Set up a little bit of parameters like, you know, everything has to have some type of protein in it or what, what have you, um, just so that like you're not just setting out five salads with nothing on it, like a, a bag of green leaves. That's not fair to everybody else that threw chicken and beef or whatever in it. So um, that's, a, that's an all, another great idea to help with creativity because then you're only responsible for making one meal five times, super easy, but then you're getting... Uh, for other meals. So, all right, next one. Uh, this one says I tracked my food for a while to understand where I could make improvements and what I eat during the day. And it fits my needs really well, but I find it tricky at dinner time when somebody else has made the meal or it's a lot of ingredients mixed up. And in the end, I'm not quite sure how much of what I ate and I can't quite track it. So that's, I, I hear that often we have to understand what's, what's the point of tracking food. For me, it's an experiment. And I would hope that my clients also feel that we're just finding out, let's get a baseline. Let's, let's see how much food you're actually eating in the run of a day. Right. Then you can make decisions. Oh, it's interesting over this week, on average, I'm getting this amount of protein or this amount of carbs or this amount of calories, what have you. And then you can say, if I need more protein, where could I put that in? So it's not so much you need to be accurate seven days a week, 100% of the time, because A, most of the food products that have calories and, and the macros on it have a huge disparity between what's actually in it and what's listed. They, they do not have to be accurate. That's, that's part of it. And two, there's a good chance that you're not actually weighing and measuring everything precisely anyway. So there is a degree of, of error in that. So with that in mind, we just want to have a, a general idea as to where you're starting from and go from there. So if you have that time where somebody made something, you're not sure what's what put in it, you can fall back on the option of eating slowly and eating mindfully. If you eat any food or any meal slowly, you're less likely to overeat it. And that's true for any type of food. You could eat at McDonald's. You know why they call it fast food? Because you have to eat it fast, otherwise you'll taste it and it won't, <laughs> you won't like it. You have to eat it quick. 
any food, any plate that you have, eat it slowly, 20 minutes or more, and you will eat less of it. And then the tracking won't really matter because what, again, what are you doing it? Why are you doing it in the first place? If it's because you were overeating before, then that's the way to control it is to just slow it down again. So you're less likely to overeat and you're going to absorb more nutrients in the process. So it's a win-win. Uh, what do we got here? Next one, (laughs) chocolate and baked goods. It comes down to just throwing them out. I could have a mountain of chips in the house and never touch them, but cake and cookies and I'm all over it. So there's other ones here that say like crackers, snacking in the evening, sugar, chips and sugar again and, and more sugar. So a lot of commonality here. Um, it seems to be specific food types that become problem issues. Okay. Now we're, we're diving into the, the self-control talk or the willpower. And it's been shown time and time again that willpower is it doesn't exist. Well, I'll say it that way. They did a study years ago. They used blackberries for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know. They, they gave this, the, the group of, um, of people, the, these blackberries and they would send them random alerts throughout the day. And they would have to say at that time, they would have to record if they were being tempted to have something. And so they were, they were really just measuring temptation. And before the study, they actually had everybody fill out a questionnaire that asked about their own willpower. So the, those that rated themselves with high willpower, and there were those that rated themselves with low willpower. And what they found was that those that rated themselves with high willpower actually recorded less temptations throughout the day than those that rated themselves with low willpower. So if they rated low willpower, it means that they were in situations or in environments where there were just more temptations. They would find themselves in fast food areas or bake shops or, you know, things where it was harder to say no. Whereas again, those that had the, had rated themselves as very good with willpower weren't being tempted at all because they weren't around it. So what's the conclusion or what can we take away from that study? It's that if food is brought into your house, if it's chips, crackers, sugar, candy, what have you, if it is brought into your house, you or somebody in that house will eat it. That's how it works. It's called John Berardi's first law of nutrition. There's a few options here or solutions. The first one is simple. Don't bring it in the house. Again, that might be easier said than done for a couple reasons. One, if you're doing the grocery shopping and you're the one bringing it in, the solution to that is do all of your shopping online. Order it all from your computer and then go pick it up. And you're less likely to be tempted by the multi-billion dollar stores that know exactly where to put things so that you're more tempted to put it in your cart. You're less susceptible to advertising that way. The second thing though, is if you're not the person bringing food in, if it's somebody else in your house that does the grocery shopping and it's they, they express their love to you by bringing you treats and goodies, the solution could be one of two things. Have a conversation with them. 
hey, I'm really trying to work on my health here. I would appreciate it if you didn't bring me these things. That might be hard to say. It might be hard for them to hear. But if you are in a supportive relationship, that's where it should be coming from. It should be coming from a loving, supportive undertone. If that falls flat, the other option, if other people bring food into the house, is get the food out of sight. If it's at eye level in the cupboard, every time you open it, it's the first thing you see, it's going to be the first thing that you go to. So put it in a hard to reach place. Halloween just went by. We bought, I don't know how many boxes of full size chocolate bars and ones that I actually like and uh, big bags of chips. And I don't know where they were. No idea where they were. They were somewhere in the house because I remember putting them in the grocery cart and we bought them at Costco. But once we got home, Joanna hid them. And I, I honestly have no idea where they were. So I was not tempted by them. Did I go searching for them? No. But if they were readily available, if she just left them on the kitchen counter, I guarantee my greasy little fingers would have found a way in there and, and had at least a few of the chocolate bars. The uh, I'm a big fan of the coffee crisp. So if people, other people are bringing them in, have that conversation. If that falls flat, get them to put, put it somewhere where you don't know it is. So really you're not controlling your subconscious because it's impossible to do that. You're not controlling your subconscious and the willpower. What you're doing is you're setting up these boundaries. You're building up a fence. You're controlling your environment so that you are less likely or less tempted to go after those things. Um, I think that's it. Time to prep to avoid running to the convenience store. Yeah, I kind of mentioned that already. Uh, you know, HelloFresh, big batch meals are another great option. Um, if you find you're short on time, chili is such an easy one. Um, you can big batch that you can freeze it. Anything that you can you know, making a large quantity and then separate out into smaller quantities. So it's grab and go from that point. And you're, you're light years ahead of, of everybody else. So, um, those are all the ones that came in so far. Again, I just posted that just over an hour ago. And, and those are the, uh, the comments that came in already. Um, but again, if you're not on that, that group, it's called again, fitness, nutrition, and mindset in Moncton, just request to be in there. I'll approve it. And, uh, feel free to chat in that group or ask questions. I'm, I'm there to help all for free. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest episodes. Be sure to subscribe and I'll see you next time.